Where did all my money go? I know I made some. Uh, at 400 bucks a pop, how many of these do you have? 50? Come on. 100? Would that be wrong? 100 times 400. There's your down payment. Well, that's only 4,000. No, it's 40,000. <gasps> I spent $40,000 on shoes and I have no place to live? I will literally be the old woman who lived in her shoes. We are the Mirandas and we are back. It's been so long. It's been so long. I love how like cheery you are. I I like you're like it's been so long whereas I'm over here like I am so sorry that we only released <laughs> one episode in January. You know what? January, I don't know if anyone else felt this way. If anyone else has like seasonal depression, it's in like full <laughs> swing in January. But like it's cold. It's kind of depressing. February feels like there could be some good energy coming. Um, I don't know. January didn't feel like a good month to me. So maybe we should have recorded. I don't know. Maybe that's why I was well, feeling I, down. I was feeling like I always love January, the month of January, because it's like usually mm. like the slowest month of the year. Everyone's kind of just reeling from the holidays. I kid you not. January 2nd came and hit the ground running between work, freelance projects coming through. I went to New York. I saw you. Mm-hmm. It was just we didn't even have time to record when I saw you. Like, no, it, we didn't. It's just been freaking chaos. And then like you and I are like have had like, ah, oh, sorry, I actually can't record tonight. Like there's just been so much chaos. But anyway, we are back. Happy New Year again. <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year. Um, also, like, we, we we kind of left off at a really kind of a great point with the yes. breakup. Yeah. So now it's a fresh start. Like, they broke up, and this episode is Carrie trying to start over. So here we are. We're, and, we're, we're here. And I have to say, Sarah, okay, so, Gil, okay, so this is what? episode 16? I believe so. And I have to say, in light of what we know about the and just like that season two spoilers we gotta talk about it this episode left me emotionally disturbed get into that (laughs) okay so let's explore that aiden in this episode sarah will do a full recap but aiden in this episode like has moved out and he like basically serves i don't know if he serves carry papers but he basically Gives her 30 days to vacate or pay, I guess, the mortgage or whatever their arrangement is. I believe because of the amount of money, he put the down payment. Yes. 30000 was probably the down payment. Dakota and I were like doing the math to oh my figure God, out what God. he thinks her apartments were. Okay. And so he, you know, Aiden bought the apartment. Yeah. And so Carrie's got a buy it back. Like this all makes sense. This so is he, not like a shouldn't be a shock to her. So she's doing the mortgage and the down payment? So no, she just has to probably, right? Because like when you buy a place, you're not buying it all at once. So from what I believe, she has to then buy it back from him, give him the money for the down payment, and then she will start paying the mortgage, which is essentially her rent. She was already paying $750 a month in rent. $750. So So what's the mortgage? I mean, who knows what the mortgage is? If her the down payment was maybe twenty percent, then you're looking at something that's like one hundred and fifty k, which for an apartment, like, oh my god, so right? How much, like, how much it doesn't it, exist anymore. How much would that be per month? Would you say for Carrie? 
at this time. I don't with that. I don't really roughly. I don't really know. Let's let me think. about Should it. we say it's like so a it's thousand probably, bucks a month? It's probably a thirty-year mortgage. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I just want to know. I just one second. It doesn't seem like that much because I think I'm just really bad at math because <laughs> the number looked. Really what is the number? Is it more? I mean, it's more I don't, than seven hundred eighty. I can't, I don't even know what numbers I'm typing in. I just <laughs> a bunch of numbers. I think I'm thinking it would be, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the co-op is like, well, again, I don't know what I the also situation found that was. Something seemed a bit, un, I, I don't know. I, I, I we got to get a real estate person in here. Actually, maybe we should get Jordan back on this one. I actually might reach out to him mm. on this um, because I feel like, if the apartment was so tightly rent controlled that her rent was $750, that's some tight ass rent control. I find it yeah. hard to believe that this building all of a sudden went co-op. And that's why Ada decided to buy Carrie's apartment. Yeah, a, a lot of this doesn't make sense. And also, what happened to the apartment next door? Is Does he just own that? And is he oh, going to sh- sell it? I, oh, like, right. He also was doing work on but it. Like I, I don't know. Hole. It's... I mean, this this episode really gets into the complexity of relationships and money and when yep. things don't work out, money with friendships. Um, and that really, you know, is the driving plot of the episode. I have to I have to agree with Samantha on this one. We see Carrie's basically talking about how she's getting the goodbye letter from Aiden. <laughs> I thought it was so fun. I've totally been there where I'm like, oh my God, they're going to say the most beautiful thing to me. And it, she opens this, what she thinks is like a dear John or goodbye letter. And it's literally just a legal document that's like, basically she's- Pay the, up or get out. <laughs> yeah. And it shoots, it cuts to Samantha being like, Aiden's a, like evicting her. And Miranda's like, no. This is fair. Uh, she's 30 days to decide or then she has to vacate the premises. And Samantha goes, that's tacky. I agree with Samantha. Okay. I now, agree. I disagree. Okay. But because I You think, go first and then I'll go. I think that the... And this is where I think Carrie gets into a lot of trouble. I think yes. money is highly emotional for Carrie, yes. which it is for a lot of people. Like, that's yes. not a knock on Carrie. I think that's just very typical. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, yes, they were in love and yeah. this is this relationship, but it's also a financial arrangement. Yes. Like, Aiden was doing something for their future yeah. that entailed, like, a, a taking on a financial risk. And now that they're not together, he doesn't really owe her shit. And I think yeah. he's already felt so burned by her oh, that yeah. that it's kind of like he. I, I don't. I think he's like you know what. You don't want to marry me. You don't want to be have like a future with me. Well, guess what? Buy your apartment back. I, I think it. I think he's making it very black and white, and she's kind of seeing the complexity of their relationship and the yes. emotional entanglements. Yes. Um. Whereas he's looking at like nope, like we made. I made a financial decision, and now you need to. Do your part. And so, okay, so, so here's the thing. I am, for the rest of this episode, spoiler alert, Miranda's fam, I'm ripping Carrie to shreds the rest of this episode. Don't get me wrong. Oh, oh yeah, riddled with Carrie trackers. Riddled episode. with Carrie trackers. Don't get me wrong. I, I, My notes, I was feverishly typing. 
But I do, again, I agree with Samantha. I think that Carrie deserved, I, I, I would have liked to see Aiden give her 90 days. And may, I know, okay. I know that I am projecting because like I had like, uh, I was living with my partner and I had to move out and Dave like gave me a lot of time. I needed that. And we're just renters, mind you. And so I think he knew, he knows yeah, he that knows Carrie's the not yeah. in a financial position whatsoever. Like a lot of people aren't, but his fiance, he should know her finances and know that it would be a fucking laughable if she could cook up that amount of money in 30 days. And it is laughable, this episode. I I think from that perspective of of him knowing her situation, then yeah, right? Because he's kind of like, yeah, like kind of like show me your hand now, but knowing what her hand is. So it feels like an unfair play. But I also think like he doesn't really owe her anything. And the fact of the matter is like before you get married – like, I think that's why, like, buying things with not, not being married, like, money gets really complicated when you're not, when you're, like, and not married. We also don't know where he's going, right? Like, where is he going to live? I don't So know. he might be in a real pickle himself. So He might be in a pickle. He might be in a pickle. <laughs> and where's Pete? <laughs> where's Pete in all this? <laughs> Pete's roaming the streets. Um, so I, I think, like... But yeah, I mean, I think this is a great starting off point for this episode because of this plot with Carrie and money. So let's do a quick recap and then kind of see if we want to keep exploring this or see if we wanted to get into the other kind of thing with Carrie. And And we can also like we also talked about doing like a Gilly dating corner if we wanted to. Absolutely. And you know what? I think I'm going to seamlessly tie that in here at some point. (laughs) I can't wait. Wait for that. Wait for that intro. Went on on some dates, y'all. Wanted to catch y'all up. (laughs) <laughs> I'm very excited to hear about this. Okay. So in this episode, the girls are, oh my God, I'm kind of even forgetting where we left off, <laughs> but they're all kind of, again, living with certain decisions that they've made. Yes. Simply put, we've got Samantha and Richard who are really developing in their relationship. Mm. Samantha thinks that they're not developing um, kind of fast enough based mm. on these cards with um, that Richard is giving her with certain gifts. He's buying her these luxury gifts and the cards are saying, you know, best, best for best style or whatever. He's for signing style. them. Best style Richard. for style. Um, so he's not signing them with love, which makes her question um, his feelings for her. But she kind of ends up playing an, a game with him and eventually getting the card to say love because of, it was his assistant writing them. Charlotte in this episode, similar to Carrie, is at a kind of fork in the road of her life in which She's not married anymore. She's not working. She's trying to figure out who is she now without a husband and without a job. And like, who who is she now and who will she be going forward? Yeah. Miranda is super, super pregnant and dealing with lots of the symptoms of pregnancy. Flatulence. (laughs) um, Bloating. And also like extreme horniness, which Steve... Great Steve comes to the rescue to no pun um, for Miranda. Yeah, really. And um, they end on a high note. And then the main plot in this episode is Carrie and kind of the financial mess she finds herself in post breakup with Aiden. And she's trying to figure out, you know, where can she get this money for the apartment? 
And she's turning to friends. She's turning to to big. Mr. Big. And because she's not, a, you know, a financial candidate, a good candidate for a loan. So we kind of just see her grapple with some of her decisions in the past and how that's going to impact her future. Um. So, yeah, which one do you want to get into, Gil? I want to continue on this Carrie Let's go. Tracker. Let's keep going with Carrie. And for the record, I am aware that I have some financial messiness that I have to clean up. And to that end... I am looking into some freelance magazine work. I have been offered $4 a word of Vogue. That is a lot. Most people get two. So yes, I have made some mistakes. And Charlotte, you have made some mistakes. And when you were making those mistakes, I was sitting across from you at the coffee shop, nodding and listening and supporting you. I was not sitting at a Chinese restaurant, turning away when you should have been looking at me. Um, so I have a ton of um, like great polls and questions. <gasps> and part of this is the conversation. Um, let's kind of talk first about friends and money. And let's my first question to you is this, Gilly. Do it. You're at that you're at that dinner table. Okay. Your friend Carrie Ooh. is talking about her situation. You know all about Carrie's situation. Mm. And are you offering her the money if you have it? I think I would offer to pool money with the other girls. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. For support, but not the not the whole sum. Like do it as a group to help carry. Yeah. I I, I think that's a fair thing. I think um you know, this is their really good friend. I it's tough because, like, if this was just, like, a normal friend in need, you want to help them out. I think for somebody who is so financially irresponsible, like Carrie, it feels like this, like, escape hatch or something in which they get this, like, easy out when they've just made so many poor decisions. So I think, like, the judgmental part of me would feel really resentful of having to help somebody who's never really helped themselves. Well, well, I think for me, like, the big thing that I saw in this episode, my biggest, there are multiple carry trackers on this topic alone. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. With different yes. things that she says. But the biggest one for me is that Carrie is calling Charlotte out for being kind of quiet at the table. And I think that Charlotte yes. should have offered a, some sort of support. She kind of just like sat there, which I thought was not cool. And I can see Carrie's anger. But I, Carrie, I hate that Carrie says, I would have offered it to you. And it's like, no, you wouldn't because one you can't, whereas Miranda and Samantha and Charlotte can. So Carrie, yeah. if if any of your other friends were in your same situation, you literally couldn't. But like from mm -hmm. a like emotional point of view, she's like, I would have offered it to you. But I'd, I would like to ask Carrie, if any of the other girls were in this position, would you be willing to sell 50 pairs of your designer shoes? To help that person. Right? Because that's that's really how the episode ends with Charlotte giving her a, you know, what? Like a 
ginormous expensive ring she's the giving Tiffany her something ring. that she owned the tiffany ring and then the, the whatever money she's, from that carrie gets she's loaning so it to i don't her, i don't think carrie would i think carrie also like at one point in the episode she says to charlotte you know when you've made mistakes charlotte and when you were making them i was sitting across from you supporting to you listening oh to you not turning God. away and i'm like carrie you're probably turning the conversation to yourself yeah based on all the <laughs> trackers we've found yeah so i don't think you probably were supporting her and what kills me is you don't even have to work. You're volunteering. Gary, I love you. But it's not my job to fix your finances. You're a 35-year-old woman. You need to learn to stand on your own. Charlotte? What is, what is that on your finger? I just wear it. When I'm alone in my house. And you're telling me to be more independent? It's my ring. I can wear it if I want to. And so what if it makes me feel better? And for the record, the only reason that I am volunteering is because no one will hire me. I've called seven galleries. Apparently, I have too much experience. And Charlotte says, you're a 35-year-old woman. Like, this isn't she does. my, like, I'm not responsible for you is what Charlotte the says. The exact quote. Carrie, I love you, but it's not my job to fix your finances. You're a 35-year-old woman, and you need to learn how to stand on your own. I mean, Charlotte was super real. And then, of course, instead of Carrie, like, receiving that feedback, which is so hard to hear. Like, your ego and your defenses are up. I get that. Then she's like, excuse me. Like, what is on your finger? You're, You're wearing that ring in this apartment. Like, you're talking to me about independence and it really shows like like how that grossed e- me out ego driven Carrie is to then like turn it right back on Charlotte because so Charlotte said something driven. real and true and then Char and Carrie just kind of pushed it back to kind and of insult Charlotte Charlotte is allowed to wear her fucking engagement ring from her ex in the apartment if she wants to like they just got divorced like, I know it's and kind also, of a blur here's at the, the thing. time. But. Guess what? Carrie made decisions and there are consequences. Charlotte made decision and there are different consequences. But yeah, everyone is entitled to their own set of consequences based on their own decisions or the lack thereof of consequences. Guess what? Charlotte married someone super fucking wealthy and had yeah. a legal agreement that gave her money when they got divorced and she yeah. got an apartment. And at like, the end of the day, that's what marriage, like, is I mean, if we look back into like centuries ago, it was a consolidation of power. It was about I mean, like, it's like a legally binding financial agreement in a lot like, of ways. And yes, it's rooted in, in now in like love and yeah. choice and that. But it but it really wasn't like it was like a financial decision and also like very f- based on on family. Yeah. And what like was good for the family, what was going to be good for the parents giving away their daughter. Yeah. Like it was really like women literally taking on the name of somebody else and becoming yep. their like property. And so I, again, I think it, like for, yeah, I mean, there's just such a financial huge aspect yeah. of being in a couple and being married yeah. um, that, you know, and that's Charlotte's why, kind of benefiting from yeah, in, in a I, lot of ways. That's why I find it unfair that Carrie was like, um, oh, you got your apartment in a settlement. You didn't pay for your apartment. 
And then Charlotte's like, I paid for that apartment. Oh, I you know? paid for that shit. And it's like, yeah, Charlotte put up with a lot of shit. She had a crazy mother-in-law. Like, she literally left her job because she wanted to, like, have a baby with this man. Like, I mean, that was her choice. But, like, she was willing to sacrifice it because Trey couldn't get it up. Yeah, right. Like, like I she think wanted I'm- to make a family and build a life and he didn't deliver. And like, you know what? I think it's fair as square that she got that apartment, Charlotte. Yeah. And and I think that Carrie in, in this is kind of a, a typical like poor conflict communication skill likes to play the suffering Olympics, which is like, well, I'm suffering more. So you need to feel bad for me. And like your pain and whatever you're going through isn't as bad as mine. And, you know, she's saying, you you don't even have to work. You have to volunteer. And like, I, I, I understand where Carrie's getting from. I mean, it's super really hard if you're struggling financially, if you don't have as much money as somebody else and they don't have to like work as much and they have more, of course, like, Again, not a knock on Carrie. Like, th- that's very relatable. Yeah. She's just so childish in this confrontation yes. with Charlotte. Yeah. And, and 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 then the fact, remember she says something about like the, she's like, you you walked here? She's like, no, my my shoes were pinching my feet. Yeah. So I took a $5 cab seven blocks. Oh my God, like, that was so pathetic. Yeah. And, and, and again, also I think this is what my like, <laughs> Right, so like I got five dollars. That that's so just the fee to get into the cab. Now yeah, it's five yeah, bucks just to sit your ass yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the oh my god. But so I think for for Carrie in this episode, just her poor financial management and decision making is really on display, and she comes yes. to terms with the fact that like. Oh my god! Like I, she's probably spent close to forty thousand dollars just on shoes. I know. So uh, Miranda does the math, and. You know, she's saying, well, if you've spent 400 bucks on one of these things and how many pairs do you have? 50? And Carrie's like, oh, please, 100. And Carrie's Carrie's like, that's only 4,000. I'm bad at math. (laughs) Oh, my God. And Miranda's like, that's 40,000. That's your down payment. And Carrie's like, I've spent that much on shoes. Like, I just think that Carrie's priorities are out of whack and that's where my carry tracker is is that she like wouldn't even give Aiden like closet space in her apartment because of her shoes and I I mean if she wouldn't do that I highly doubt that she would help a friend in a financial hardship by giving away a pair of shoes so, she might have a shopping addiction. I don't know. We, we she know that she has a shopping, shopping addiction. Yeah. She definitely has a shopping addiction. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and one of the really kind of eye-opening um, conversations in this episode is between Carrie and the person at the the, the bank where Carrie's, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure out if she's a candidate for a loan. And she's like, well, let's look at your assets. Look at what you have. And Carrie has $700 in her checkings account and $957 in her savings. savings. And she's like, well, do you have anything like else? And Carrie right now has, what is that? 700, 957, what is that? $1,657. Yeah. She has about like $1,600 to her name. That's yeah. not enough for if an emergency happened, yeah. if anything happened in her place. Like, Carrie is in a very scary financial position. It's actually terrifying, especially at 35 years old. 
Um, and she's buying and- $400 pairs of shoes. I mean, yeah, I, and- I know that like th- this is like when people criticize sex in the city, like we're not like reinventing the wheel here. Like we're kind of just rehashing everything we know about the show that everyone always talks about. But again, like it's so crazy to me that she's more like worried about her shoes, her clothing and her lifestyle going yeah. out to bungalow eight or brasserie, whatever the fuck that she like didn't actually take the time to self-reflect, maybe go to therapy before having Aiden buy the apartment. Like even like screw the engagement. Why would she not even sit for a second and think, should I have this man buy the apartment? Like what if something happens? I can't buy it back. Yeah. I I think she, um, yeah, I, mean, I think this is a, a great <laughs> conversation to have. Yeah, just so stupid about, you know, women and money that women need to have be financially literate and 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 understand personal finance, whether that's just like having retirement savings, like how to invest money, not just how women, to though, I budget. Think- but I particularly think I, I do want to focus here on women okay, yeah, because I don't why. know if women, especially growing up, are like it's talked about. And you have this thing with Charlotte, like we don't talk about money. It's yeah. awkward to talk about yeah. money. Whereas I don't think a man at dinner be like, guys, let's not talk about money. It's awkward. We don't do that. We're almost like for a lot of the times, like personal finance has seen like a space that women can't enter. Yeah. It's almost like, oh, that's a, like, Oh, that, money is for ma- men. It's masculine. It's yeah. masculine. It's for men. Future and, planning and, and, is masculine, right? Yeah. And, and also, like, if you look generation, like, back generations, like, women weren't involved in, like, the financial the aspects of their household. Or, like, yeah. they couldn't even, like, have, like, a Sign bank a account to their name if they're married. Yeah. Like, my mother was telling me about my grandmother that she had to have my grandfather yeah. sign her for, like, a credit. Like, so yeah. I think just, like, the financial, yes, you know, personal I think that's finance fair. space is now becoming so much more inclusive of women, whereas it really wasn't. Yes. And I think that puts women in a position in which they have to rely on men and others for their, like, financial freedom or just, like, financial needs. I guess and the other at- side I was thinking about was that there are like men who aren't thinking. I'm th- I'm just thinking in general people. It's not men or women. Mm-hmm. For me it's just people who like aren't thinking about okay, well if I mean I'm I'm like talking about like the relationship I came from, but I'm like why are we like not going through our closet and like looking at the things we already have. Why are we buying the same thing multiple times because we're so disorganized? Like, Mm. I mean, that was something that happened in the relationship I was in. Like, can you please not buy the same really expensive thing like multiple times because you lost it? (laughs) Because it's stashed in the closet and you're too lazy to find it. Gosh, I'm like really going off right now. I'm on one. But that's not the point. I guess what I'm saying is that like... I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Or eating out so much. Eating out every meal. And yeah. mindful about money. So, uh, yeah, definitely not a, a, a gendered conversation. Personal finance is for everybody. In in the respect for, like, this time period that the show was in, I think women – I think I did want to focus it more on, like, women needing to really take ownership of their own finances, yeah. but also men too. Especially um, at this time in the show because it still was, you know – I mean, the show was, like – 
an early feminist show in a way, right? Because you had these career women who were sexually liberated and not, you know, and like talking about the nitty gritty, not saying, oh, a man makes me come every single time. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I no, no. I think it's really, I think it's really interesting. I think that, um, I, well, it leaves me to my question. This actually, all of this is a perfect segue. Do you take the money from big or not? Okay. Why don't you recap that moment? So quick recap for any listener. Carrie's now like, you know, Samantha's offered, Miranda's offered, Charlotte, you know, she has that little confrontation. And, oh no, this is actually, I'm sorry. Carrie goes to big before she talks to her friends. Yeah. So Carrie goes to big. No, I thought she was like, oh, did she? Right? Because then she did. did, Yeah, yeah. she did. So she goes to big after she's had kind of this like internal conflict. She has this conflict at the bank. She's not a desirable candidate. She's like, big, you know money. I need money. I need to know what you need about money. And he's like, well, I know what you need to do. Next scene, she's got the check. So she's got a check for $30,000 from big. Um, And that's when she talks to the friends about it. And the friends are like, no, don't take it. Like, if the man gives you money, he has power over you, which is another thing we can talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, D- Dakota was funny. We were watching this together, and as he and as she's ripping up, he's like, "No, no, no, because <laughs> he was like, just take the money." And honestly, if I was Carrie, I would have taken take the, the money. money. I would have taken take the, money. the fucking money. Just take it. I Samantha says, "Do it." Miranda says, "You give him control." Um, but Charlotte, my- I think, was just sipping her drink. She's Nothing. like, "This shit is fucking nuts." <laughs> <laughs> but. If it's big, big has a lot of money. He has a lot of disposable money. And in my opinion, we know he's screwed Carrie over so many times. Take it. And what I control mean, this, is he really going to have over you at the end of the day that you wouldn't fucking love Carrie? Like, <laughs> so now this is really interesting here. I think that this this scene with big is complimenting the question she asks herself in this episode. Mm. Heartbreaks and breakups are the hardest kind (laughs) of work. So should there be some sort of credit for enduring them? So maybe big paying her (gasps) is that the heartbreak that she endured. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Something, something we think a little AP lit. I don't know. It's big. (laughs) Is big giving her the money out of this like kind of like guilt, right? Like she went through it with him and what is that price? That's what she keeps asking. Like, what is it worth? Well, what what's it all worth? Well, why maybe, do you, maybe yeah, a, I mean, yeah. Do you th- OK, I, I maybe I'm asking a really obvious question. But do you think Carrie went over to Big's office to ask for financial advice or to ask for money? <laughs> <laughs> OK, I mean, that is such a good question. And um, she's like, I, couldn't. I, I, I think she was expecting him to offer it. Yeah. Yeah, I I think she knows how to play and manipulate big in such a way that she knew the little game and the little dance they were going to do. She knows that he has a ton of money and and she knows that she would love she would love to be controlled by big like, oh, yeah, she's like, I love fucking this guy. If he wants to, like, sexually extort me, like, by all means, (laughs) (laughs) like, please. Yeah, yeah, like emotional extortion, financial, like whatever. So, no, I think like, 
You know, I mean, there's a reason Carrie went to him. And it's really interesting that she's wearing this, like, you know, bridal white with her pearls. And she was. It's. She, she's oh wearing my this, God, like, you're full right. white little little suit. Here we um, go, we, we AP love, Lit. We got that white We love dress to again. track the, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's it's fascinating to think about their, um, you know, relationship and how it evolves that they end up having, like, the most expensive apartment ever. Like, like she's, it's just, I don't well, know. This, she gets I that mean, 30K from one way or the other. Again, I'm going to go back. <laughs> I'm going to go back to... What I said at the top of the episode, which is in light of what we know about in just like that season two, I'm appalled. I'm disturbed. (laughs) I don't know. Like we okay, so we see in the spoilers that we don't know if it's a dream sequence or what, but we see John. This is the in just like that Instagram post spoilers. Yeah, we know that in the filming of just like in just like that season two, that Aiden is like with Carrie. Somehow. And he, he's back, baby. In some capacity. He's at, brunch, he's at brunch with the gals. They are walking around. He is um, has a cigarette in his mouth, we believe, at one point. So Aiden is back. Aiden is a father of three boys. <laughs> like, is he cheating? Is he divorced? Did or is he also like, a die? widow? Is he also a widower? widower. Um, are they trying to rewrite this so Carrie ends up with Aiden? Like, is Aiden the final love interest? Like, this would be such an amazing thing for the series. It's stupid is all I have to say if that's what it is. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. beautiful. (laughs) This was a love triangle. This was the life love triangle of the series. I mean, this is Sawyer, Kate, and Jack. This is, I don't know, what's another love triangle? You know, like, this is a love triangle. And Aiden's story is not fully finished. They tried to end this in Dubai or wherever the fuck they were, in Abu Dhabi. I don't know where they were. And he's back. I mean, this I just guy... love that they gave Aiden a full, like, Sandy moment, like, in Greece. <laughs> he's, like, in a moto jacket with, like, a cigarette. Like, how's it bad? It's done. Or, like... <laughs> like, ooh, Aiden's tough. <laughs> he's, like, Mr. Big Wait. now. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Talk about You're so stuff. true. You're just, it's so true. They've made him like a bad boy with glasses and cigarette. They totally sandied him from Greece. Um, and and we're gonna see what happens. Like I am so excited. If this is a dream sequence, I I will not continue to watch the show. I, I hear me now. We will give up and we will quit because we cannot participate and encourage this garbage yeah that, that i would know be so I know. terrible i know i mean i love it they sandied him <laughs> tell me about it stuff. well uh, there's also there was also a really funny moment in the episode when carrie's with uh, you must have this in your notes carrie's with the real estate broker yes do you okay, want to share it oh my god Absolutely. i died so I a, cu- a couple sarah a couple weeks ago zoe was watching this and she <laughs> screenshotted like the episode and sent it to me so carrie now faced with the prospect of not living in her apartment moving out is going on apartment tours she's with her realtor and she's looking at this like shithole apartment and she's shocked that it's 2800 a month and the realtor says to her <laughs> with your attitude and price limitations i suggest you consider we <laughs> Dakota and I were so wildly offended. Weehawken <laughs> is like insanely beautiful. Like 
these are, I live on a block of like multi-million dollar homes and they're just shitting on Weehawken. So did you guys carry, laugh like, when you saw that? Oh, oh we you, were cracking up because <laughs> I knew about it, but I was like, Dakota, just wait and listen. And so then Carrie goes to bake and while she's in the office for bake, she goes faced with the prospect of Weehawken. <laughs> I decided it was time to call in the big gun. So for those of you who aren't familiar with like New York or New Jersey, Weehawken is like a, a small, really, really small town near right Hoboken. above Hoboken, yeah. um, right by the Lincoln Tunnel. So again, I live 10 minutes in the city. You look out my bedroom window. I'm looking at the sky. Like, it's beautiful. View. So Weehawken, yeah. I don't know. I felt like the shitting on Weehawken was, but it was also a maybe relevant. And this was also relevant like, in 2000. Yeah. This was also like pre-Brooklyn. Like, yeah, like. People have but lived this is what I don't in get. Brooklyn. In Weehawken, there aren't really like apartments, they're homes. So I don't know. I thought it was kind of a not fair reference. And I I'm a I'm a Weehawken gal. I, I don't know. know. I've got to support but, my, my yeah. Weehawkenites. Again, like this was like pre-Brooklyn. This is before everyone moved so to true. Brooklyn. Unless they were Park Slope or Brooklyn Heights. Like this was before the big push of everyone just going out there. Like you're right, like Hoboken. Yeah. So, because I'm trying to think when they like revamped the tunnel, like all yeah. So Weehawken is super different now, but so um, I thought it was would have seemed like like Timbuktu. That's at that well, time. it also sounds like when I tell people I live there, they're like if you don't really know where it is, like where where is this like little strange place? But incredible reference. Weehawken is so rarely mentioned it anywhere um, <laughs> that I, I I loved it. I thought it was so great. Oh man, that was so um, funny. It was um, so great. Yeah, and it was interesting. Oh that my gosh, she was looking. The, the apartments were twenty eight hundred a month. The shithole ones in Manhattan. Which, that actually felt like. So there was a couple that moments didn't feel in accurate this to me for that time. Twenty no, it didn't. Upper East twenty eight hundred. Twenty eight hundred for a small studio felt like fair, actually, in the sense of of now how it would be now. Probably cheaper than now. Probably now is like three thirty five. But something that I, my ancient scroll this episode is when she's at the dinner post conversation with Big with her friends and. She's like, it's New York. We rent. And then they're like, no, I buy. I own. I yeah. own. And I think now if you were at a dinner with a couple girlfriends, be like, no, we rent. I, re- I oh, feel everyone like everyone rents. I feel like the minority are people who own yeah. um, and the majority rent. So I thought that was an interesting kind but of I, flip. I mean, people in, people in the pandemic found apartments in Carrie's neighborhood for 1800 bucks, which is I, pandemic. We were paying... We during COVID, because we got that amazing COVID deal, we were paying like what twenty two hundred for our apartment for if like a beautiful one bedroom. Yeah, I mean like it was crazy. So I so think I yeah, COVID's interesting for that shithole they showed her was like way too inflated. Yes, I thought that was shocking, and and then also the fact that her apartment was seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's also just rent so control. disturbing to me. Like Carrie, oh what are you doing? What are how you, have you not you like? Doing? How have you not locked down this place? So, yeah. um, I mean, this apartment is such a huge part of the show mm-hmm. that the movie, clearly the they were gonna yeah for the yeah everything. Um, I mean, hey, when we went on that second city Sex and City bus tour, like we stopped outside the apartment. I yeah, mean, it's such did. like a huge part of the show. I love um, her apartment. I think it's like the best one. So, uh, who else do we want to talk about? Do we want to get into the Charlotte? Not Charlotte. Samantha. I mean, I, th- 
I think we, yeah, I, I don't know. For some reason, I, I mean, the Carrie plot line was just so interesting and yeah. great that the other ones kind of fell a little bit, sh- uh, felt a little bit well, short. Um, I just don't know. I think for, yeah. Yeah. I, would you, okay. How do I ask this without like saying it, it being a rhetorical question? Would you ever want to date a richer type, someone who is so like, has way way more money and power and control than you that they can have like this like three assistants yeah and also not even that like a million side pieces and you're so lucky to be bumped up at the top of the list where he his assistant writes a card that says like i mean you made it sound so appealing (laughs) (laughs) there's that rhetorical part yeah exactly Um, no it's sad i wouldn't want that for anyone especially because i think i think people are disposable to them that's the thing that's what i'm talking about is that you know the assistant's telling the assistant's telling Samantha, like, he's dated a lot less people since you came in the picture. And I'm like, oh, like, I know. I, is that, like, that's supposed to be flattering. That feels terrible to me. Like, I, I think first people who have so much, they can value so little. Yeah. And I think that ends up being personal relationships that they can kind of um, like. I. I And this also could just be a Richard problem. Like, I think Richard is also, like, gross. and he's gross. Really egotistical and um, misogynistic. I think he's just kind of gross in how he treats women. Um, But I also think, you know, Samantha is kind of okay with it. I feel like she's she's kind of understanding what she signed up for. And she's really attracted to men who have a lot. Um, She's a woman who has a lot. But they also have, like, this work relationship that's, like, I mean, she's. She's kind of dating someone in like her field. Like there's like a passion there for like what they do. Maybe that sounds really heavy handed, but I think that like they're both in the same like space and PR and yeah. shit. And so I think that like she sees him as like someone who's doing like really interesting work or whatever. I don't know. She's attracted to power (laughs) and she's really attracted to power. And I, I, there's no judgment there, but you're going to pay a price for that in which you are probably not going to be valued the same way as maybe, I don't know, someone who lives a more normal existence would value you. Um, but I thought, you know what? She played the the power game with him and she catches the assistant dropping the gift off and, you know, says, well, you know, can you put, basically says, can you put love on the card forcing Richard's hand and that he then says, you know, I love you, Samantha. I really do. I do. Yeah. And then she's like, I love this bracelet. And so then oh she. Oh, my God. And that was right. so. And then it's just the game playing. And, and I think the voiceover is, you know, um, Samantha couldn't say it. She feared like it would cost her too much. And I'm like, Samantha, you haven't learned shit. I know. Like, I was like, you, we went through this whole process of trying to get him to say I love you. And then you don't even like. But I at the same time, like she's terrified. There's she feels like there's this risk. And what she should be like, I mean, look at the situation that she's in. And and I remember like growing up, like always hearing this. I didn't hear this from my mom. I just heard yeah. this from like people, you know, the person who cares less has all the power. And Ew. I think that's like such a sad way to live. But I think God. this is uh, something that she kind of exemplifies, like just I think always trying situation. to care less. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think I don't yeah. love that sentiment. 
Um, no, 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 I no, actually, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, I was actually, it's funny. Um, I was, this brings me to our like gilly dating corner. I, so yeah, this is what I, ha- this is the seamless transition. Seamless. <laughs> who, who, who cares more? <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, I was on this, I, on a fourth date with this guy that I've been seeing in LA, really nice guy. And, um, does he know about the pod? He does. He does. He, um, I did not. Okay. So I told him that like, again, I hate dating rules. I hate traditional dating rules. I think a lot of them are stemmed in conventions and, um, conformity, but mostly like misogyny, like the book my mom used to leave, like for two consecutive summers in a row coming back from college, my mom would leave that. He's just nothing into you book on my bed oh yeah my mom when sent I that back. to me yeah my mom sent that to me in college after um I broke up with my college boyfriend and I was like mm. I flipped through it and I was like this is garbage like not only is it just like not really well written like everything is about how you need to wait around for some brackets like numbskull to realize that they like you and so you have to change yourself. You have to improve. You have to read this book in order, like, for someone and wait around until someone likes you. I hate that passiveness. We're not giving women any agency in that, that like, way of thinking. And I, mm-hmm. I don't like that so many self-help books are for women. And, like, we just have to mm-hmm. wait yeah. till men put their you know, lick their finger and put it in the air. Oh, today I actually feel like I want to be in love. We are like, I think there's a big problem with like men, like not being like emote in tune with their emotions. That's what we need to be talking about. We don't need to be talking about how women need to like change themselves to deal with this. No, we need to be talking about like letting men like at a young age, learn to be more in tune with their emotions And like, yeah, I agree. But what I have to say is that said, sorry, I had like a shot of espresso, which I like never do. Um, I know you're 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 ramping. I like it. I'm fucking ramping. Um, I don't like a lot of dating rules. I think that they get in the way. I think they make people way more over analytical than in the moment. Um, and they don't let people trust their gut because they think that they Very true. need to Absolutely rely true. on this like structure. Um, and it doesn't allow for a lot of like nuance as we've discussed in the past. But I've heard about this box theory and I brought it. <laughs> and you're like, but here is this new theory. No, no, no. I don't. <laughs> Tell me. I don't agree with this theory. I, I agree with okay, the evidence of it. Have you heard of the box theory? Yes. Okay. So just for our listeners. This is the one that I, I, I feel like Tinks talked about this theory. Yeah. She's that men about- put you in a certain box. There are right two when boxes. They meet you. Two boxes. Within. Yeah. And the idea is that it's within 15 minutes, which I also don't like. 15 so minutes. So Gilly, t- tell me what are the boxes? Box A is, okay, I, there's girlfriend potential here. Box B is there's no girlfriend potential here, but we can like sleep together. I thought there was three boxes. What's the third? Uh, okay, it, it, yeah, it's three boxes. It's either like not interested whatsoever, friend, 
Not, yeah. Wait, I'm trying to pull it up. <laughs> this is Elite Dailies. Tinks' box theory is her most controversial yet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so take this with a grain of salt, everybody. Um, okay. Three boxes. So the... Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Either they see you as a potential partner, a potential hookup, or they're just not interested. So yeah. hookup, partner, not interested. Okay, Those I don't, I don't count the not interested. I'm talking about like the, like yeah, if they, if they're not into you, so you're, partner you're off or the table. Up. Partner or hookup, or like partner or like let's have fun together only. Now, from what I understand, or maybe this is my own understanding of like whatever, is that you can. You can go from the partner box to the actually this is just a hookup box, but you mm. rarely or cannot go from the hookup box to the partner box. So they may decide, oh, my judgment was wrong. I actually don't see this person potentially being a partner. It's a hookup box. But in rare so instances so- in this theory... Like, will you ever go from the hookup box to this, like, partner romance box? I feel like that makes sense, right? Because you can go from, like, oh, you you meet somebody, you're like, oh, wow, I see long-term potential. Then you get to know them. You're like, eh, not really. I just want to hook up with them. But it's very rare that you, you would be like, oh, yeah, I just want to hook up with this person. And then men just, um, like, somehow just developing feelings into, like, a partner. So I hate this theory because it's for men. It's, like, very heteronormative, too, I think, just the way it's kind of developed um i asked my date about it and you're like what box do i fit in well that literally was it too i was like oh no 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 no." i was like he would not tell me though but like um we were talking about it and he said he did not agree with the theory you heard it here first folks one man disagrees i know (laughs) we've got to we've got you know what put it on the Insta, let's put get it on the data. Insta. Well, he's saying like I can see why like some people might fit that way, but he's like I've been through scenarios in which like you've worked with people and then you get to know them and then like they like things aren't as like binary as you think. Like I I'm trying to think about this. I think for women this is not true. Not I think true women at all. have like a, an amazing ability to kind of shift how they see people. Yeah. And get um, because to know I think, a person. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say this. We can box men in a different way in which if I think a man is creepy, it is very difficult for me to not think he's creepy anymore. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Put it on the pod. You, Put it on the you pod. Now you're in a box of men that I feel like somehow either psychologically or physically threatened by, and you're never going to get out of that box. You know? Yes. I, and yes. whereas if I could see you as like, oh, like a, I remember dating like a hookup. Oh, maybe. Like, I think there's more flexibility there. So I'm curious if that same like rigid, inflexible way of, of, of like women seeing men is creepy. Like, I'm, I wonder if there's a equivalent for men of seeing women. I don't think it's as just there. like not sexually interested. I don't think in it's either the partner same or hookup. at all. Okay, I just think curious. that you're, I think this creep box theory is fight or flight <laughs> that's how i see it i think that but what if the other theory is like horny or not like like almost like like it, it's very sexually driven whereas ours is more like safety driven i i, I don't know i guess those well that's what like, i'm saying like i see like like a it's fight a different or flight mode par- 
Like I, but can't, it's almost a different part of arousal on the spectrum. Like I think the arousal of like fear <laughs> and the arousal section. Like I'm just very curious about this. Box. I know. I, I think know. you're right. I think that we probably could harp. Yeah. No. I think we could like find some sort of weird connection there. But I think that like we're talking about like feeling like I don't want to say life or death, but maybe where you you just you know your hairs go up on your on your skin and you're just like. <laughs> I don't feel safe with this person. Whereas the other person's like, oh, I could just bomb them or uh, we like the same podcasts and I could bomb them. You know, (laughs) I I, I don't know. I'm really I mean, as I mean, you're a new fan of Married at First Sight maths and and a huge part of that show is talking about that, like. Is the chemistry there or not? Yes. Um, whereas women are like, I'm going to give it time. And I'm going to see if it's going to build, you know. But yeah. the, if a man says that, it's never fucking happening. I've watched enough of these shows <laughs> of that if, if one of. Uh, yes, exactly. On maps. And this is a serious, you know, <laughs> pool of individuals. Yeah. But if a man on this show, if he's like, "Ooh, that chemistry is not there. It never comes. They, they never get together. Interesting. Whereas women are like, I, I, it could be building. It could be. It could be building. I, I could mean, see this working. I've had scenarios in which I'm like, no, not attracted at all. And then, uh, like, then they week, say something super funny, and you're like, you know what, actually? And, and then I'm like, we've got a problem on our hands. I'm obsessed with this person. <laughs> and I am so worried oh, yeah. for them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Humor is just, is such a, it's a gateway. We've, it's we've a got a gateway. problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, wait. Lo- so, Gilly, do you do you want to share more yeah. about the dating, or do you want to do you want? I would keep love it- to. I would love to share more about the date. Like, first of all, like he was. So, I went on a date with this guy. It was the fourth date, and um, just for context, like we hooked up physically. We got sexual on the second date, and. I'm just putting that out there because I think it's relevant. I don't know. I just don't mm-hmm. like these, again, dating rules. They're like, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Um, and so first dinner, sorry, first date was drinks. Second dinner was drinks at my apartment. And I had this kind of like saucy card game that like is called like hot seat or something or going deep. And you ask some kind of like sexual questions. And then third date was a dinner at an Italian restaurant. And then last night we did um, dinner and then we went bowling and fun. I love activities. Yes. And this and the thing is, that was like, it's so funny that I'm sharing this on the podcast. I don't I don't really know. I can always cut it, I guess. But um, what, what I really like about this guy is that he was like he he always comes up with the ideas for the dates and Ooh. he's very well, and you're assertive. a compulsive planner. I am you a, love to plan. And I yes. think with dating, it's nice to have that taken off your shoulders and you yes. just get to be kind of wooed and dated. Well, let's talk about wooage because that's it. I, I saw myself wanting to control the situation being like, hmm, let me see this restaurant. Like I have IBS, like what time should it be? And he was just straight up like, And I was like, you got to let go because he was I was like, this feels nice. He said, I'm going to pick you up Friday and we're going to I'm going to drive you to the restaurant. And I made a reservation at seven. Like he didn't even ask what time. 
He was just like, oh, that is so great. I'm picking you up. I made a reservation at seven and then we're going to go bowling. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is what I want. Like, this feels good. Like, I'm roll with it. Stop trying to like I was trying to like get control of the situation. I was like, just let it happen. Gilly, I love that for you. So he picks me up. Very good. He picks me up. And I go outside and I just felt like, oh, this is so nice. Like, I'm all dressed up and like someone's picking me up on my date. And then I get. Makes you feel like you're 16 again or something. Or at least in the suburbs or, with cars. Or mature <laughs> also. I don't know. I just felt like, oh, I feel yeah. like such an adult. It's both youthful and mature. Yeah. Like kind of almost like the youthfulness of like what you think dating is when you're an adult. And then you find out when you're in your 20s in New York that like everyone's a savage. But Anyway, so I yeah. get in the car and he hands me this little, you can see right now, this little flower bouquet. That he, All right. That's really cute. Yeah. And it was from his garden and he tied a little string on it and he goes, here's oh. this little bouquet I got you from my garden. And I literally almost died right there. And then that is some major wooage. Wooage. Oh my gosh. And then. He we parked at his brother's apartment building in K-Town because it's really hard to find parking there. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe he thought about parking the parking ahead of time. Yes. You know what it is, Gilly? What oh I'm hearing God. is somebody who is who's knowing the details like <sighs> women love details. We love them. And details. because you think of little details of like in little <sighs> things and. And so it's so nice to to have somebody kind of take that on because you're going to appreciate it. Oh, and my God. The bouquet and the details. And then so we got dinner and it was really nice. And like I was, you know, telling him about New York and and like he was just such a good listener. And he was laughing at like a lot of stupid things that I was saying and it was like really cute to watch him laugh at like dumb shit I was saying and then we go back to the car because we're going to the bowling alley and he opens the car he opens my car door first old school move and it's so interesting he opened the car door first and, 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 and I went in and I was like oh my god like, I am so not into – like, we split the check because I feel very strongly about splitting the check. And it's, like, more of a me thing. Like, I um, – It's fine. I feel very just unconsciously, subconsciously, sexually indebted to a person if they pay. And whether – regardless of where they were there at mentally, I just feel this – guilt i feel this anxiety i feel performance anxiety and so i like to put my card down that's fine i mean i think that ties into the, what we talked about this episode about money and power and, and women and men oh my and, gosh um but but hey but i think i know what you're gonna say guess what chivalry is still pretty damn nice though chivalry. doors having yeah and it's it's like what you said it's the details it's like it's just someone who's considerate and attending to you and who's present. And that's, that's it. It's not about like, for me, it's not about, I need a man who pays for the thingy and like, you know, fights for me. It's literally, and is super macho. It's literally someone who's in the moment, who's trying to impress you too. And like, um, it was just so, 
there was like a lot of that for the rest of the evening, him opening doors and like um, just saying really nice things. And um, yeah, I just I, between the flowers, the picking me up, making the reservation, finding the parking, opening the door for me, it felt really nice. Gilly, and we love it turned me this. on. It turned me on. <laughs> it's we've got a problem (laughs) (laughs) we've we've got a problem we've got a problem oh my gosh well i can't i can't wait to i'm hoping to hear more about all these good things this is good yeah yeah it was um dating is supposed to be fun yeah i don't know i mean it's fun right now i guess i mean i don't know we did talk about like bad dates that we'd gone on in the past and um oh yeah, like just like also just like weird like sexual interactions with strangers to like ones Sarah and I have shared on this pod. Oh, yeah, which are yeah, it's kind of a, it's oh, that's always a fun conversation topic, though. Oh, my God. Cause yeah. Can- and he's very like in tune with just making sure I'm like comfortable and like all. Oh, my God. It's so nice. Um. Anyway, so that's my update. Oh. <laughs> I love the update on the Gilly dating corner, but Gilly would like to also like keep going on dates with like other people too. Like, I feel like I just need to branch out and explore and I don't know, see what else the city has to offer, but also like, I don't know, let my hair down, just keep, let loose, let love, let live, be kind, like this. be good. What is it? <laughs> I don't fucking know. (laughs) Okay, fashion. Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. All right, so the fashion in this episode, I'm going to have to give a lot of shout outs to Charlotte. She was so feminine in this episode, which she always is, but I was totally like really reveling in it and just wanting to just have that. Like she had this like thick, shiny, beautiful hair and these beautiful kind of tea length dresses with beautiful prints and nice cuts. Like I thought her style in this episode was really beautiful. Oh, I loved, I loved it. I actually have a random thing that I liked Carrie was wearing, but like, I don't know, it might've been bad, but it was Carrie's white kind of floral 70s sundress. And I kind of liked that she had her white bra and white high-waisted underwear showing through. Yes. It's that 70s, I have a dress kind of similar to it. Yeah, um, you do. And it has kind of cinched at the waist. Yes. Um, I yeah. thought that was a great look. I, I really thought the fashion this episode was really on point. And as we we you see, when especially when they're walking out of the Chinese restaurant from, from Chinatown, the weather is nice. They're glowing. They've got some color. Like, I'm thinking it's May. Like, it might be May, maybe early June. Um, and so you just got that great clothing. Like it's fun. I thought they all looked great in this episode. Yeah. I thought, and I thought Miranda's had like a great hairstyle too. Like really yeah. nice, short, blown out bob or lob. Yeah, the cute little black yeah. dress when they were shopping. Um, she, as Steve says, you know, she has that glow and yeah, I mean, the fashion this episode was really good. The, that first outfit that really stood out to me was Charlotte when she's in the Diamond District um, oh, trying yes. to, uh, that's you know, it. That's the assess her rings. 
Yeah, and it's at that plaid mm-hmm. kind of strapless thing with a tie. The tie, um, yeah. S- super feminine and and really, really flattering and pretty. Like a little keyhole or whatever. I actually do have one more thing to bring up that re- that relates to Miranda and farting. Oh, tell me. We are back oh. on farting. So, and it has to do with, like, dating. Oh, God. I am, like, what this, is, I'm nervous. I, the hardest thing, as someone who is IBS... Like, I wanted to fart so bad last night. Was this (laughs) when you were at the restaurant, bowling alley, or afterwards? All of the above. And this morning. And I I have to say this, Gilly, as a friend, it's too soon. (laughs) Well, obviously, it's too soon. As a friend, it's too soon. (laughs) This could sabotage everything. No, I don't want I'm, I don't want to fart in front of this person. I'm saying that when you're going on new on dates, it's the like the most evil part of dating is like holding your phone. Yeah, I, I, I think How and do there's we do it. I don't know. You know what? You know what the thing is like? Uh, maybe I just don't fart as much as other people because other people seem to be highly concerned about this. And I'm like, are, are my bowels just in a different state than other people's? But I think if you have an, a little bit of an irritable gut, and I know you, you, you know, it's kind of there's some stress and anxiety too that contribute to some of your gut stuff. And and I know I tooted in the middle of the night quietly. Well, that could be endearing. But he was snoring really loudly, so there's no way he heard. That that evens out then. That it's it's fine. Um, yeah, I'm curious at what point is it. Do you just start letting loose? I don't want to let loose. I'm just, and I don't think you should. I'm just, (laughs) or maybe you should. I'm just saying that, like, I didn't sleep that well because I was like on high alert about like farting. Wow, (laughs) this has never happened to you. No, no, no. I've told the <laughs> fart story and I have one of them with Dakota in which like you that long weekend. Like and then days. I finally did. It was so it smelled so bad because it was silent. And he was like shocked. And he was like, was that you? And I was like, no, 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 it wasn't. And then I finally had to break down. I was like, because I haven't gone to the bathroom in like three days staying in your fucking apartment. It's really hard when someone has a bathroom attached to their bedroom. Like an ensuite is great up until like you first start dating and you're like, you have no fucking privacy. And like, so he literally had to like go. Like, yeah, you know, he literally had to go back and he put his headphones on. He's like, you better go in there and poop. You're not coming out until you do. (laughs) It was so cute. So funny. Um, No, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't I've never felt the need to, like, openly, like, be fart in front of people. Like, I don't feel like I need to be that. No, but the thing is, my pelvic floor was so tight that when we were, Mm. like, having intercourse, it was like. It was painful in the beginning. And it was tight because I was like holding in. Oh, no. Gas. Yeah, you were in a lose-lose situation then. This, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't. This is an expert. You got to go to an expert on this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm very conservative in this department. Do. So. I and the thing is, the food was Korean, Colombian, like fusion. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you are going to eat light. You are eating light for lunch and light for dinner. <laughs> this is tough. Yeah. But even, but he's like really not awkward. So we got this like kimchi, like fried rice thing. And he was like, we might be burping all night. 
And so, like, the fact that he said that, I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're on the same page here. There's you no know illusion I, here. Like, we're human. You are you are a human being, <laughs> Carrie. You're, <this> <laughs> big, you're not. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you big farter. Um, yeah, it's so interesting that people's, like, people's relationship with, like, I, I, this is how, like, you know, conservative Bodily I am. Functions. I'm like, I, I, I literally want to say bathroom humor. <laughs> <laughs> As my mother would have called it. Um, no, but I, I think like, I think it's like really, I think everyone probably probably remembers like the first time they farted in front of there. I remember some girl we went to college with, mm-hmm. I, um, we lived with. And I remember she said like, oh, like I, I couldn't be with someone who I couldn't fart openly in front of. And, and I remember feeling really struck by what she said <laughs> because... I had been in a relationship for like two years at that and point and was like, once. no. And like, I accidentally did after I came back from Uganda and I was there for like two months eating nothing but like rice and beans. And we were singing <laughs> happy birthday to my mom. And he was there after I got back like a day after. And I just tooted and it was so loud and like a little beep, you know, and, and I was, <laughs> I was, story. You're and I was so mortified with happy birthday boopy. <laughs> and everyone was like Sarah you know and just like farting in my family everyone knew it was me and and, and then my boyfriend at the time was like I can't believe you did that because I never would ever hear me fart and 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 I and you know that feeling in middle school when you get really embarrassed and your cheeks get red like that's how embarrassed I felt and this was two years of us together so so I don't know I'm definitely not like a normal case in which like even now like even if like I'm going to the bathroom and I like accidentally toot I'm always like oh sorry Dakota excuse me (laughs) I'm like sorry about that so I don't know like I'm not the person to get advice from I'm a very repressed person when it comes to farting I think we should take these to the polls which is like I don't even know what we ask people I don't know if we even should. Maybe, like, do you have could... farting anxiety when you're starting to date someone new? That's it. Or, or even if you've been with someone for a long time, like email I, us I, at I, the Miranda's pod at gmail.com. And, and guess us. what? And here's, here's my opinion. And maybe guess it's a hot what? take. You can be in the most loving, safe, open relationship and you still may not want to fart in front of them. And I think that's okay. Okay. So you know what? That's how I feel about it. I don't think that everyone, I don't think that we all need to be farting in front of each other. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. And I'm not changing my opinion. <laughs> I'm dying. I always think about these like disaster shows or movies like Walking Dead or Station Eleven. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they were just all smelling so bad around each other. And then they had I to always be farting. think that. Well, Based on their diets, who knows? They th- this is true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, on that yeah. note, what are you gonna rate this episode? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna Based rate on this that episode? note, I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Um, you know what? I I did not write down my score, but I am going to give this a. I'm gonna give it a four. I gave uh, I gave it a five. Oh, okay. You know what? I yeah, I'm giving it a four. I was leaning four point two five. I don't know why I went four, but I'm gonna stick with four. I gave it a five because I thought that this was a really realistic, actually, depiction of like when people are like 
getting out of living situations and relationships and then the stress, financial stress and all of that, um, I thought was really interesting. It wasn't like, oh, like Samantha's dating a guy who's toxic a baby. Like it's this felt like, whoa. Yeah, I thought it was it felt real. Yeah, it felt real. And I think the show as it, it progresses gets realer. It becomes less gimmicky and yeah. becomes pretty more serious, a little bit more serious. I have two things oh. that I I would be I would regret not mentioning. I would be remiss. My, <laughs> I would be remiss. My first carry tracker of this episode and it comes from a deep mm. obsessive place about like germs oh. that she never took off the yellow gloves oh. that she was touching the toilet with oh. she was touching around the apartment she oh, was opening the so letter right she grabbed so the gross. tissues and i remember thinking like why and i was actually yelling at the tv like why are you not taking off your yellow take them off yeah 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 that's a take it question. off um my second question for you and we're gonna leave it Do with it. this and i'm also gonna put this on a poll because dakota asked me this one he said sarah do you think that she ever paid charlotte back i want you to take the ring for your down payment oh no no i can't i can't you love this ring no I love what the ring represented. No, Charlotte, I think you're right. It would make things too complicated. It's Carrie, this is a straightforward business proposal, clean and simple. Why do I have all this money if I can't help out a friend? But it would be a loan I would pay you back. I know. I want you to think really carefully about this. I have. Will you be comfortable knowing that it will take me time to pay you back? Yes, I will. No, maybe. Maybe in one of the movies. Like it that. is never mentioned again. I think we should message the end just like that team and Absolutely. And be like, where are point. Maybe or where are Charlotte and Carrie? Because Carrie has the money now. I mean, she's loaded now. She's also as, you know, she she's gets getting the book back deal. Too. Right. Like she's has the book deal in season, I think it's like season five, I think, you know, Burger. Yeah. So she comes into like a good, um, uh, 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 what's it called? When, when you get paid ahead um, in advance. So I'm assuming that she does pay Charlotte back, but I'm ve- I, I could very easily see Carrie not paying Charlotte back, but Charlotte being so awkward with money that she just never confronts yeah, Carrie yeah, yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll leave, we'll leave it with that. Um, yeah. So next week, there are only two more episodes left, and we have the next episode is a Vogue idea. Carrie's going to be sporting a brand new haircut, and then we've got the season four finale. I know, wild to think about. Um, I know. Well, also we also have another LA trip. Sarah and some other friends who've been on the pod actually are coming at the end of February to LA. We've got some fun plans, and hopefully, we'll do some recording out in the field. Oh, yeah. Maybe the maybe the season five premiere. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please uh, subscribe, subscribe, like, comment, leave a review, leave a comment. We love your comments. The comments are so nice. Um, And yeah, and we'll be recording more frequently. So thanks for um, (laughs) I don't know. Why do I say thank you for (laughs) holding on tight? Um, All right. (laughs) We'll see you next week, our little 2.17 carrots. Buy our little platinum rings.